it's time for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley, here for another fantastic hour of uh, just podcasting. And I'm joined, of course, right across the table by Phil Battaglia. What's up, Phil? Hey, yo. How's it going? Good. Um, We are here. We're in the Wash Media Studios, a.k.a. The Lodge. Um, We, you know, we walk through... When we come in, as we've talked about, and we see a uh, we see a temperature thing. There's videos. There's a camera pointing at you. It's displaying your face on the screen, and it's got a little, you know, it's like some Jason Bourne stuff. It, bo- yeah. it boxes up your face, and it tells you what your temperature is. And um, it's kind of unnerving because I, I believe that we've figured out you walk in, and on a sunny day, that sun hits your face. And then you get in front of that camera, and it's like your temperature is 100 degrees. Yeah, without fail. <laughs> without fail. That's why I always go before I leave. I make sure I get a good reading. So, um, yeah, so we're going to hope, hopefully we, um, you know, we are, uh, we're COVID free here, despite the the alarming reading on the, the temperature thing. Uh, we, you know, we're definitely going to have to to stand in front of it on the way out, though. 100%. Yeah. And what's also cool about that thing is it boxes up your face, mm-hmm. your image, and then it it kind of packages that up and then sells that to Google and to Facebook, uh, right? And right. To everyone else. That needs well, it. I mean, you say that. I, my, uh, I had a group chat going earlier this morning, um, and we're one of my my buddies who works in San Francisco for a for a tech company is alerting us to this new bill that might be passed, which basically would basically it would allow no software. No software for your phone, no apps, no anything like that, no iMessage to be encrypted from end to end. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that the government wants to be able to wiretap any app, any mm-hmm. any messaging system, anything from your phone. Basically, if your app or your device doesn't have a way to backdoor it, it's illegal. And so that's pretty that's pretty messed up stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, it would not surprise me one iota if Eagle Eye was packaging up all of our data and selling it to Good the for high, them. highest bidder. Why I mean why would they not at this point? I don't care. They can is they can look in on me 24 but hours a day. That's a pri- it's a privacy thing. Yeah, no, no. I just don't care. No. No, you don't want, I don't, you want, don't want some that. You creeper. don't want that. I don't want some creeper in uh his mom's basement hacking into my bank account. It's just the precedent. It's just the precedent. I don't I don't like knowing that like that they don't they don't need all that access. They don't they don't need all that. Just let them in. No, no, I'm Do not. You, are I'm, you a guy that covers your? Um, no, your I don't. I don't. I don't go that yeah, far. I don't go that far. Um, but I'm probably going to get another temperature reading here in about an hour, uh, because they're going to point the little gun at my head, the little the little radar gun, so that I can get into the salon. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It is today. The salon. Today is the day. I've not told anybody this. But I'm getting my hair cut today. Wow! Congrats. Yes. What are you gonna do? I'm go. I'm going back to like a to a shorter cut. It's it's. I'm I'm getting it all lopped off. Man, it's a real bummer that we d- couldn't get this video worked out. There's some kits going on in here. I, I know. Barrett's well, got the uh, bandana. We're gonna we're gonna have to get a. I think we're gonna grab a photo real quick, okay. a six foot apart photo before we get out of here, just mm-hmm. to document document my final day. Um, it's 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 weird, man. It, it I, I was. I feel like I didn't sleep well last night because I was thinking about it too much. <laughs> it is, it's really, it's been like over a year now of semi-long to long hair. You get attached, man. It's like an, it's like, it's kind of like saying goodbye to an appendage or something. Why it's, are you doing it? Um, 
there are several reasons, I guess, that are all just kind of collectively adding up to the decision. But I like changing things up, and I feel like I've done this for a while now. Lara doesn't really like it all mm-hmm. that much, which plays into it. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's it's like, with the current situation of quarantine, it's like a little too much, it's like a little too much to deal with. Yeah. You know what <clears> I mean? <throat> like, we're probably getting locked down again. And right. it, it's it's just going to... It's just kind of a me- if I if I was if I was getting up every single morning regular routine going to work, still doing stuff going out getting dressed like if if I was just doing all those same routine things, I and and it was easier to just get into the you know to to see my stylist for a little trim up because it gets really long in the back mm-hmm, so quickly. Mm-hmm. If if things are regular, I might like you know let it ride through the summer or something like that. But I'm just kind of looking forward to not having to think about it so much. And just having it be a little bit more low maintenance. Yeah. Um, and I'm also like, it, you know, it's it's to the point now where I can pretty much put it all the way back up, like almost all of it into, you know. A man bun. A man bun, as they say. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I have the face for it. I think my face is a little too, like, I think my nose is too sharp. I think ah, my face is a little mm-hmm. too angular. That way it's like two sharp edges yes, on the front and yes, the back. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think I'm looking like too, bur- too bird-like or Beetlejuice or like the penguin from Batman or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, I, uh-huh. it's, I, you know, like, because I'll do it, I'll put it up, and I, like, I look front on, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is tight. <laughs> and then I, like, look to the side, and I'm like, I don't know about eh. this. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to cut. Uh, brings to brings to light my my youthfulness as yeah. well because uh-huh. it's making me I feel like the long hair ages me a little bit yeah um, but today as you said we're I, we definitely have to get a fit pick off here um, because we actually are dressed we're flipped I've got on black pants white tee mm-hmm. you've got on black tee white pants we get today's the day for a for an album art you know for a <laughs> for an album photo and um, name our mixtape uh, I'm also doing. I've I've got bandana up in the in the hair, mm-hmm. and I've been told that I, I resemble a hippie mom that is about to go do some ceramic work in her she shed. <laughs> Dude, that is pretty accurate. <laughs> so, and again, this was this contributed too. I I see a guy like Bieber with long kind of scraggly hair, right? And he puts the bandana up, and it looks, I think it looks really, really, like, kind of nonchalant, very casual, kind of cool. And my hair just won't do it. My hair is so straight and so... It looks great, right? You're saying this look right here is not good. I, I mean, I, I can't see myself because we didn't get the video up today, but... I wasn't getting Bieber from you. I was getting Robert Pattinson in that latest... Oh, in that GQ. GQ yeah. Although he had, like, the, the side... <laughs> Thing going Didn't on. he just like tie a tie around his, yeah, his or head a or scarf. something? A scarf. Yeah. There was a great meme that said, "This is what all uh, Urban Outfitters sweaters see while they're getting folded." It was like him looking down. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he had some shit tied around his arm. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, it's it's so it gets so straight and it it just it wants to fall down into my face. It doesn't want to like kind of be like stiff and kind of. Yeah. It, it's because it's not thick enough. It, I don't have like. I don't have any waves. I don't have – it just, you know, 
I'm just it's time to change it up and yeah. and, and we're going to we're going to see how that all how that all pans out. Um anyway, so that's that's the new that's what I got on the news front for you today. Um our episode we are going to talk about contemporary artists that are making their way onto the hype scene is what I'd say. Um and we'll 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 kind of go across the spectrum from from some of the collectibles that are straight up bought and sold on a market like StockX. And then we'll talk about some other artists and uh, some other kind of collectives that are doing similar things where they're able to commodify art in a buyable way. Uh, and we'll just kind of talk about what that scene is looking like. And then in the back half of the show, we're going to talk about a couple of golf brands that are disrupting the game. Um, golf has, I would say long been in need of this type of injection, Mm -hmm. you know, as, Mm -hmm. as the game kind of, it's been at a crossroads for the last few years where it's like fewer and fewer people are playing. Um, it's prohibitive in a way because it's not cheap. Um, the equipment is expensive. I, it, there's all sorts of stuff about golf courses in general, about how much water they use, about how they're tax exempt. Not to mention you've got the whole like country club aspect and like backing of golf, which is clearly like kind of goes against the the just the general social climate, right? Like it feels mm-hmm. a sport shouldn't feel, um, you know, like too elite for its own good yeah. in a way. And so part part of I think like having brands like the, some of the ones that we're going to talk about kind of injecting it with a more youthful and defiant kind of attitude and 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 making it cool to a a broader swath of people is uh is positive for for the game overall. Um cuz it's certainly one that I want to see stick around for for a long time. It's arguably my favorite sport to watch at this point. Um so First up is the art, but before we jump into that, let's take a quick break and hear from a sponsor. Hey, in the age of COVID, there's no reason to neglect your skin anymore. I know you got the time, so even though you might still be busy or or focused on a bunch of other things, don't be lazy. Don't just splash water on your face, because here's the cold, hard truth. Your skin has needs, and if you want it to look as good as possible for as long as possible, you need to address those needs now. And we get it. You might not know where to start, but there's a company that's taken all the guesswork out of it for you. That company is Lumen. Lumen is on a mission to help give men the amazing skin they deserve through high-quality, expert-created products delivered right to your door. All of their products are formulated specifically for men's skin and made to target skin issues with maximum efficacy using top-notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, and vitamin C. It's not just about looking good. It's about feeling good. You need good skin health, especially as you get older, to prevent long-term damage. Even if you have no idea where to begin, Lumen makes it so easy to find the right skin management system for you. You can choose from different skin concerns to address or just pick up a simple starter pack for free. That's right. You deserve to look and feel your best, and here's where you start. Go to lumenskin.com slash club cool. That's right, it's lumenskin.com slash clubcool to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skincare journey at home. 
Let me tell you a little bit about what I what what I'm doing with Lumen right now. I did go for the classic maintenance set. So I've got the moisturizing balm, the charcoal cleanser, and the exfoliating rub. The exfoliating rub, I love a little grit. I love a little substance in a product because it makes me feel like I'm I'm getting my face clean. You know, I like to I like that renewing, refreshing feeling with a little bit of just like, you know, just a little bit something rough to kind of like make sure you you get in everything. You're getting in your pores. You you feel good. You feel refreshed. Right after that, I'm going with the moisturizing balm, which I can use morning and night. If you're not putting on a night cream, you need to start now. That is one of the that's just a key ingredient in keeping your skin looking good, you know, as 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 we all age and we get a little older and you know, we want we want we want youthful glows, man, and that's that is what Lumen Skin can help you achieve. Once again, check out their products. They're all great. They look great. Beautiful addition to your grooming routine. Go to luminskin.com. That's L U M I N skin.com slash club cool and get your first month free okay phil let's jump in talk about some of this art this has been a, a, a topic suggested by uh by a couple of the cool kids out there and and um we've we've kind of broached it a little bit i would say mm-hmm. but we've never <clears throat> actually kind of taken a deep dive on it but here here's what i would say is happening. There are artists out there that have commodified their work and in a lot and in some certain cases those works are being treated like a hyped up sneaker. Mm-hmm. They are available <clears throat> to buy and sell on StockX. They sell out on drop on drop days, right? But rather than being a cloth a piece of clothing or a sneaker or a shoe or an accessory they're collectibles. And so the two that come to mind here that are that are very far on like this kind of like hype spectrum are the are both uh created by a, a Japanese brand called Metacom Toy. And that is the Calls Take figure and Bear Bricks. To be completely honest, I'm not sure I knew the difference between these two things. Yeah. Before I started looking into it for this podcast right i knew that i that when i picture those things i'm seeing a little action figure type looking little figurines basically that come in all sorts of materializations and finishes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that right yeah yeah i mean what's what to like for cause uh, the guy's name is brian donnelly the artist um, he's what he's, I, th- I mean, I, I, I dig the, the huge, I love when they do like those huge installations that he had one that was like, f- that had to be towed by these barges out into, he would, it went around the world. Mm-hmm. I really love that. And I think our boy Swiss Beats had a massive one in his first house that we talked about on that episode that you could walk underneath the legs of this thing. It was massive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. The little figurines that you're talking about that are more accessible to the the common folk like us. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a zombified Mickey Mouse, uh, Elmo, um, Muppet y- yes. hybrid. Yes, they have a they do have the calls take figure has a distinct like Sesame Street vibe to it, and it's like Sesame Street 
um, from the upside down. Yeah, on drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Elmo took some acid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what he looks like. Um, and they're always – so cause – like it is it, a lot of them. I don't know. I haven't seen all his stuff, but like the majority of it is um, very somber, right? The guy's – all the, the figurine's always got his head in his hands – He's kind of looking down. He's either holding another figurine that's so, dead. That's the one I just pulled up is the Calls. It's called the Gone Toy. Uh-huh. And it's available on Farfetch for $1,300. And it is one of these things holding another one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I know that these are collectible, are collectibles, mm-hmm. but they, they're giving me. I guess I'm just scarred from like the collectibles of my youth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like where where was StockX when I had the Princess Diana Beanie Baby to Dude. unload? You know what I mean. The timing could not be worse for you. <laughs> I just I, I really wish that 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 had been our that that had been an available outlet to um you know to really yeah. to really hit a lick on that on that <laughs> on that Beanie Baby. Yeah, you got fucked on that stuff. Dude. You need to just take that beanie baby to somebody to put some X's over the eyes. Oh, the, uh, yes, yeah, and sell it on Grailed. <laughs> Call it something that it's not—an original Barrett Dudley. Yeah, but it's it's interesting, and I'm just, I, but I do get like, you know, I collected like the sports, like the the starting lineup figures. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about basketball cards before. Just sports memorabilia in general as well. Like all of that stuff was collectible as well. Yeah. And so I, I guess maybe these types of things, because they are grounded in like this artistic and I'm doing air quotes here, nature. Yeah. I mean, they're just mass produced vinyl toys. Yeah, they are. Right? Like so it's like were they designed by an artist? Yes. Do is but it, it's it almost is like buying a poster of an art print or something to me. Yeah. And so I just I just would be cautious with the purchase of these things because I feel like the bottom of the market could fall out at any time. And that's another thing I was going to mention is I'm on artsy.net, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a marketplace. It, it'll plug you into the galleries around the world that sell these, sell just about every artist that you've heard of. But if you really wanted to get into cause or anybody like that, that is a figurine or something that's physical like that, mm-hmm. my I would go for something that costs a little bit more that that is either signed and numbered or one or the other, that's, signed or numbered. Yeah, yeah. Because then now you have something that is a bit more limited and likely can hold more value than just something you're picking up at Urban Outfitters. Sure. Yeah, and you you have listed here on our rundown um, to talk about Jeff Koons. Yeah, and I totally that Brian Donnelly's calls stuff definitely gives me uh, Koons vibes as well, one hundred percent. Because I do, and I do feel like in modern art, in contemporary art, the that type of like figure mm-hmm. was definitely popularized by the Koons like dog balloon dog thing it's it's like a modernization of a sculptor like you know you the 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 figure the artworks that were like physical that you could hold and put on a pedestal in your home of the past were like bronze and like very cold sure. and like yeah. you know renaissance looking whereas this it, it, it's it brings it up to date and i think that jeff coons was one of the first in our lifetime like in our little era here mm-hmm. um 
that really stands out to me, the, the balloon dog for sure. Now that thing's everywhere. Yes. I mean, it's totally well, and, bastardized. And I mean, that's, you know, part of the reason that I, I'm just kind of like contemplating what all of this means as far as art, as far as hype, as far as its kind of inherent value or worth is because these are not traditional means for art to become popular. But like even with Coons, I'm not sure I really had a relationship or knowledge of Coons before like Pharrell started talking about him mm-hmm. or before Jay-Z did an entire like tour with a giant balloon dog as like part of the set. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, it, 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 I get there's no, there's nothing wrong with, with this, with art becoming popular through like pop culture, right. Yeah. Like, through people, through celebrities essentially vouching for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously we weren't, we weren't here for the 1980s New York art scene, but like maybe the same could be said for, for Basquiat and Warhol, mm-hmm. right? Like right. maybe they kind of were diffused into pop culture in, in similar ways. Yeah. Like, like, high, like high up people, whether that was celebrities or just like socialites or whoever had the, the power at that point said, this is the shit that we're into right now. That's art, you know? Yeah. I mean, nobody, you're going to have a real tough time being an artist and being quote unquote successful, like on a grand scale, like these people, unless you do a bit of selling out. You know what I mean? Letting the celebrities take it and run with it. Yeah. Um, who the hell, like, Warhol was trashed for all he's doing is just painting over an image of a Campbell's soup can. But a lot of people said, that's cool. And everybody else was like, Okay, yeah, it is cool. And so we'll pay millions of dollars for it. And it's dope. And the same can be said uh, for Jeff Koons. I mean, his stuff sells for tens of millions of dollars. And I, I watched a yep. documentary on him and how popular he became. And 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 now the process, and the same can be said for Damien Hirst, who I'll get into in a minute. But like their process now is they rarely touch any of this stuff. They have like a full staff. They give them the concept – and they run with it, hmm. and, then, and then it just goes to auction. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy, man. They're just like, I'm an ideas guy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, the, uh, and, he, and you know, he'll come in and, and fiddle a little bit with it, and I'm sure that they get their hands dirty a little bit, but uh, not like the the beginnings. <clears throat> but uh, Damien Hurst is the dude that that put like the shark in the formaldehyde, so okay. it looks like it's swimming. Uh huh. And that is just really something. Um, and he's done other animals like cows and mm-hmm. zebras and, and sheep. Um, but now what he's doing more recently is these like splatter paintings. That's like these huge, massive circular wheel looking things. Yeah. And he'll stand or somebody will stand up above it while it's spinning and then drop different colors on it. And it creates this beautiful looking, um, you know mashup of colors it's it's really cool yeah yeah i um, like i you know i just you're you're talking about how these artists work and i i probably should have become an artist yeah a popular real. one i would have li- i think i should have become a, a popular good artist yeah not not like a bad one that doesn't do very well but yeah. uh but a successful one it would be a hell because, of a life dude because um as as my uh you know my myers-briggs i'm an entp and one of the things about us is that we're very ideas based mm-hmm. we suck at follow through 
<laughs> this would have been perfect. So me. this would have been perfect. I would have just been able to tell a bunch of people, here's my idea, now go execute. Yeah, look, we're going to put this zebra in a huge tank of formaldehyde. <laughs> go, get a, go get a giant canvas, and then what I want you guys to do is just like stand, get somehow figure out how to get way high above it, and then just like drop some paint on it. In a, in a cool way, though. Okay. Do it in a cool way. You got it. Okay. Thank you. And then send me a check. Yes. Thank you. Um, so as we as we kind of like move a little bit lo- uh, towards like traditional art here on the spectrum, we get to guys like uh, Joshua Vitas and Daniel Arsham. Now, these are dudes that 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 create art. Absolutely. They, you know, the, in a in a slightly more traditional sense, whether that's sculpture, or architecture, or installation. Um, Joshua Vitas does like the, 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 he does the creations where it looks like they've been, they're physical objects, but they look like they've been sketched or drawn. Um, you know, but they, they, they have exhibits at, at art galleries and that type of thing. Both have become popular. And here's like, again, where you cannot fault these guys for taking the deal with Adidas because you want to, nobody wants to be Van Gogh. Where you're like a poor peasant until mm-hmm. you cut your ear off and die, <laughs> and then a hundred years later your paintings are selling for fifty million dollars. Like that's not the dream. You want to make money at this. You want to. So so it's it it kind of goes against my sense of like the traditional trajectory of like an art career. But there's but I I can't fault these guys for. Doing deals with Uniqlo and Adidas and Pokemon and Converse and Nike, yeah. right? Like they're get they're cut they're getting they're just getting their checks, man. And I I know that I imagine that for them they feel that that you know when Joshua Vitas does a Converse or a Nike or Daniel Arsham does a does t shirts with Uniqlo or or an Adidas Futurecraft Ford issue or whatever it was, like they probably feel that that's a way to get their vision into the hands of tens of thousands mm-hmm. rather than a couple hundred yeah and so uh, that part of it is 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 cool it just you know it feels so diluted basically yeah a lot of there's a an argument that i mean that makes sense that you know if you are an artist and you don't care about the money you're just in it for the art and like what it does to change the minds of people and really expose people to your vision mm-hmm but at the same time, what if you could expose millions of people to your vision overnight by signing some deal? With, you know, if you take money out of it, then it makes a hell of a lot of sense. But it's the money that kind of convolutes everything and, and does dilute it a bit because then um, that one deal turns into five. And the next thing you know, um, your artwork is hanging in every Hyatt Regency <laughs> across the Southwest. <laughs> Hey, do you think that you think that uh, those artists are making money? <laughs> uh, have you ever seen that Portlandia sketch about um, coffee shop art? I don't think so. Check it out. Okay, very funny. Newer season or older season? Eh, I think it's older. They run it through. So th- it's a reoccurring couple that they're like curators of bad coffee shop art. Okay, and it is really <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, I've seen like a couple of seasons of this show. It's always good. I just. Um... I haven't made my way through the entire yeah all of the it get, just like anything it, the later seasons are not near as good as the earlier ones. Okay, okay. all funny though. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got another guy that kind of like fits into a little bit into that like Arsham or Vitas mold. 
Will Bryant, who's a local Austin guy. He, I believe he may have even done a guest appearance on Sunday Scaries at one point. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, but he has... Uh, now, you go to his website, and you can buy like some prints and stuff like that, which, again, feels slightly more traditional. Um, his work has a very kind of, like you've mentioned here, it, it feels... Um, reminiscent of keith herring yeah uh but he's so he's doing you know he's doing some stuff in a more uh traditional sense but i know he also collaborates on some clothing i just i recently saw that that um that he and what used to be south of everywhere oh have they changed rebranded i think they changed their name but they're doing like a t-shirt together that's benefiting uh black lives matter nice I love what he does for Shaxbury, Shaxbury, the cider company. Their okay. cans yeah. are sick. Yes. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm just checking. Oh, look, here. he's done some work for Fayette Chill, too. Oh, no, it is south of everywhere. It is still south of everywhere. Okay. Yeah. It's just no south of everywhere is no longer a shop. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what it is. Uh, but, yeah, so he's he's another, like, good one to know about, and – you know, whereas like uh, uh, Arsham, you know, he's he's more in that like what if you go to his website and look at what you can buy, it's like collectibles again, mm-hmm. right? It's like these weird frosty kind of little mini sculpture type tchotchkes yeah. of sorts. <laughs> That's probably really I don't mean that to be mean. It just they're yeah they're little small things that you like put on a mantle. Yeah. Or uh, Will Bryan has offerings that you could have framed put on a wall Mm -hmm. you know so that's and it just like slightly easier to to kind of start decorating with yes if that's if that's stuff is very palatable what you're nice yeah easy to look at works in a lot of different rooms um i like him yeah um and then i wanted to talk about a a collective here again another austin-based one um called land now, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard us mentioned mention land, uh, land, um, house of land, house of land. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can check them out at workbyland.com. and they are the they're essentially like the curators of a look <clears throat> that you probably know very well, one hundred percent by now. Even if you don't know it, but just for design, if you just, if you look at, if you, if you're on their website and you look at their design or, and then you, you go down here to, um, to their, their client list, I can't find it on their right now on their website. Here we go. Here's who they've worked with on their select client list. Hermes, (laughs) Levi's, Stag, Warby Parker, Polar, The Ace Hotel, Patagonia, Stumptown Coffee, Ocosmico, Vans. Deus Ex Machina, Woolrich, Nike, Fender, and um, yeah, maybe the most popular one of these pieces of branding that that I feel like kind of everybody like knows is like the Stumptown Coffee label, mm-hmm. where it's in this kind of very vintagey font. Um, that that look, it, no, and after seeing and and seeing all of their stuff working with Sunriser. Because they did the whole branding package for Sunrise. Okay, okay. Good. It's yeah. that there. It is such a distinct land lockup. That Stumptown, the 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 curve around the top, and then the, whatever font that is, they should 
it should be the land font mm-hmm. that has the the actual flavor of bean. Yep, that is very indicative of just about the, I would say the majority of, of things that they work on. Yes, and they they also and just beyond the font, um, it's which again like that I I think they did the stag font. They've done Fort Lonesome's logo. Mm-hmm. Like they they are extremely extremely. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Talented. Well, sure, but they've done a lot. You know, they're uh, prolific, prolific. Ah. Uh, but the then when you see any type of drawing from them, any object, it's always like this kind of like almost crude in a sense mm-hmm. because it's so kind of um, you know simplistic in a way. But they're like these line drawings. Mm-hmm. They don't have too much detail. They don't. They they're awesome. I, I'm, I'm using these words that make them sound like they're poorly done but they're just very lo-fi yeah you know they're not like not a lot of fuss not a lot of fuss they're not overly realistic they don't have they don't include uh too much detail mm-hmm. uh and land i th- i believe does their own little uh clothing line as well yeah so if you go to house of land i think um you can get into the artworks and the clothing, I believe. Yes. Which is sold at Stag. Um, and so I, I'm. this is like one of my best-kept secrets is that their, their shirts are so dope. And I believe that they use um, Young Maven mm-hmm. as their blanks. Okay. Um, but specifically, the brand that they, I really wish that they would have put on their portfolio on their website is Old Pal. Mm-hmm. Old Pal Provisions is a cannabis company um, that they worked on that is based in California. They sell weed, but their apparel and accessory line is unbelievable. And right now, they've got some incredible shirts that are on their website. Um, some of these kind of bleed over into like the online ceramics look. Yeah. Uh huh. And. Um, Easy to get your hands on. They fit great. I take a small. I think that they're unisex sized. Um, you could probably get away with a medium, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just land in general. I, I I can't find anything that they've done that I don't like. And if I were in the position to be starting a a, a brand or any sort of physical space, I would make it a point in the budget to save the money and to have them do it because it will be you won't be disappointed yeah there yeah i mean i hear what you're saying but i also (laughs) feel like they've almost done too many brands now in austin like i feel like it's right but it's so recognizable Mm -hmm. that if you get them to do your logo it's almost like it's almost like your logo is a collaboration logo with land with land yeah right because mm-hmm. in in and in that way they're really unique because they're almost like an advertising agency that has figured out how to sell product as well you know do you know what i mean and now yeah. obviously they're not like doing like your ad buys and stuff like that and they're not um working up your email campaigns but but i i'm not sure i, I wonder if there are other versions of this like based out of la or san francisco or new york or wherever that are that are doing branding that that will do your creative for you that will put together your logo and your font and your and like that type of package for you and that are that are also like doing their own clothing 
selling like wall hangings, like all sorts of stuff like that. Fragrances. They've just, I mean, they're very, very, they're like a Renaissance studio of sorts, you know, they're just kind of doing everything and it's very, it's working. It's very cool. It's great. And they're, they, they have a, a, they'll release what's called a peace flag ever so often on their, their Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. house of land. Now they're expensive, but there's very unique, cool done on canvas typically, I think. Yep. Or not can yeah, it is canvas, like heavy canvas, like military style, yeah. not stretched. Um, yeah, these are awesome, but they are, I mean, in the thousands pricey. of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you're going to buy something like that or if you're in the in the market and have that budget, um, that's an option because it's 100% going to be unique and uh, you're not going to see many things like those, those peace flags. They're cool. I just dig their whole vibe. I like everything about them. And um, not only that, they they designed physical spaces too. Okay, which um, they did for Polar. If you get on their website, you can get into their their um, their storefront. Now, this isn't the Polar brand that we're talking that's associated with skate community. I don't believe. I think this is the a, a different Polar that is more outdoorsy. Um, yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. I think. Aren't they the same? I don't know. If you go into their physical no, you're right. space, there's polar outdoor, and then there's mm-hmm. the and then there's polar um, skate. Polar skate is P O L A R, right? Polar outdoor is P O L P O L E R, and both cool in their own right. Polar outdoor reminds me of Topo Designs. Yeah, uh, kind of the same vibes going on. Colorful outdoor gear. Yeah, you know. Yes. Uh, any other the, any other uh, pieces of art or artists that you wanted to mention here in, in this conversation? And I, I see you've got a few listed. Yeah, um, Butch Anthony. This is another one that you can um, see featured in Stag. They have some of his stuff. Uh, what he does is take like old old, whether it be photos or drawings or paintings, and then will go over them with. Uh, typically white paint and put like skeletons he, he <laughs> i don't know if it was a real picasso but he recently posted a picasso that either was um given to him to to work on but he painted over it and put like skeletons on the figures that are in the picasso and i love that okay tom gene webb another dude that's really popular around austin um very distinct style kind of desert um vibes where he does like a lot of silhouettes and then paints really colorful scenes around the silhouette. The silhouette will almost look like it's cut out. Tom Jean Webb, originally from overseas, uh, recently moved to Austin. Uh, Mark Burkhart. This dude, um, a friend of mine, his mom has several originals by this guy. It's some of the most unique, incredibly done um it it looks like it it was from the renaissance i guess that's the era where it looks like it's done like a uh, um something out of like an old church um a madonna you know what i mean cracked um super super detailed rich rich colors um and usually very small really small but he does large pieces too mark burkhart he's he's collabed with gucci uh, they used some of his stuff on, I think, two seasons ago on, or maybe last season on some of their outerwear. Um, yeah, and then another girl, Aaron Rachel Hudak. I don't know if you, that's how you say it, H-U-D-A-K. 
Um, <clears throat> really cool stuff. Very vibrant colors. Um, does a lot of these fire paintings that are like almost neon. Mm-hmm. But I'm really into her stuff. But Mark Burkhardt is is something that, you know, his originals are way out of my league. Yeah. Tom yeah. Gene Webb, you can pick up an original of his that's it's a little bit smaller. Uh, you can pick up an original for under a thousand bucks. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and you can get up, you can get up there too if you're yeah. getting something bigger. And the same Butch Anthony, same thing. And tell me a little bit about artsy.com again or artsy.net. Artsy.net, A R T S Y.net is just a marketplace for um, if you're like, man, I sure would like to own a Picasso. Oh. You don't even know where to, help, where to start, yeah. right? They're in galleries around the world. Sure. So unless you're physically going to these galleries, you have no access. This gives you access directly to the galleries. You can negotiate with them on the price. And not only that, it's just a resource to look at stuff. Okay. Is it a resource to be like, I want to make my first investment art purchase. I want to spend $1,200 and I want to find something. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's a good spot for something like that. And ever so often they'll have where you can actually purchase it on the website. But typically typically it's going to be a middleman. Uh, More like a broker. Exactly. Have you ever thought about doing your own art? No. I, there, so there, there was a – I'll say this artist by name. Uh, her name is Carrie Beth Waghorn. She's based out of Charleston. We saw some art uh, when, I, when I, we were in Charleston mm-hmm. uh, last year that we really liked. Um, it was like a set of faces painted on canvas. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, but it's it like w- – the price was just a little bit out of our range mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, to add to the collection. Um. And it is the type of thing that I think I could not replicate. I don't want to copy her, but like that I could do some something similar, right? I mm-hmm. could kind of take her idea and make it my own. And so I'm thinking about playing around with that, about tr- trying to create a little bit of art for the home. Do it. So Ashley has done that. Yeah, she's, I mean, incredibly talented when it comes to drawing and and. Um, Right now, she's designing our fantasy football T-shirt that <laughs> conceptualized by really? Philip Battaglia. Nice, um, but you know, she's she. You can give her a concept, and she'll just go with it and mm-hmm. and get it very close. For instance, some of these people we were just talking about, mm-hmm. she's done just a, a, a bit of her own take on some of the stuff, and it, it works. That's is, is she is she up in Creative Cloud messing around with stuff as mm-hmm. well, or just all hand hand done? Hand done. Okay. One of a kind, Barrett. Have you canceled your fantasy football live draft yet? No, we're doing it. You're doing the it. The show will go on. Wow. August 14th. Wow. Are y'all canceling? I think, well, we're not sure. There's going to be a season, don't you think? Yeah, but but the, well, okay. Uh, this year was a year where we were going to do like a full-on destination trip. Yeah. Where everybody was flying. Oh. That's not happening. No. We, d- depending on how things go over the next couple of months, we'll probably try to get together in Houston to do something. Yeah, we're going down to Crystal low, Beach. More low key. But I'm, gen- I, you know, I'm a little worried about putting 14 people in a room together. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, uh-huh. we got to, like you said, it's, we, it's a couple months away. I can't find her name, but, um, I wanted to mention the documentary Filthy Rich about Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. One of his victims, um, this woman is now an artist, 
and was an artist, I believe, at the time that uh, the abuse was going on. They showed some of her stuff throughout the documentary. Really cool. Really cool. Can't figure out her name, though. Okay. Well, we'll keep you updated. Yeah. And also, we, we just listed off a bunch of artists today. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll just kind of uh, go pay attention to follow along at Club Cool Pod on Instagram. And I'll do like a little swiping gallery uh, and I'll tag as many of these artists as I can. And mm-hmm. we'll try to kind of show off some of their work, what we're talking about. And um, yeah, man, let let us know. I know you. I, I, there is a there's a large segment of the um, of the cool kids out there that are that have a budding interest in art. So we're, I'm, I'm doing that. I think we're trying to do the best we can to kind of like facilitate that and talk about some of this stuff that especially where it kind of like meets in the middle because it's so relative to to the sneakers and the clothing that we're already talking about mm-hmm. routinely. So um, we're going to take another quick break. And then we'll be back to talk about a couple of golf brands. Hey, in this day and age of 2020, whether you're working from home or you're working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to. Not what your roommate or your wife or your husband or your brothers or your sisters or your mom and your dad or anybody else that you're, that you're locked down with. You don't want to hear what they're listening to. You want to hear what you're listening to. And everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. I mean, maybe somebody's got work to do, and you're trying to play on the new PlayStation 5, right? That's where this type of stuff comes in handy. Or you're trying to get a workout in. You need to get your tunes going. You need a good pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you must check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. You will not skip a beat, pun intended. These are going to feel and look and sound just as good as those other brands. You know which ones I'm talking about. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds. These are the best ones yet. Six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. When you open these and you, you take out the package, there are like six different options for, for, for the little you know the little pieces that fit into your ears. So you get a really snug fit. It's not small, medium, large. There's like six different options. You're guaranteed to find something that, that really works for your shape and fits beautifully. They are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls, binging podcasts, whatever you need these for. They are a game changer. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. No dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during those Zoom calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Cardi B and J.R. Smith. Do you know J.R. Smith? He's probably coming back to the Lakers. They're obsessed with Raycons. You got to pick up a pair, see what the hype is all about. These are hype and heat, by the way, Phil. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. You can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash clubcool. That's buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, dot com, slash, club cool, for 15% off your Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com, slash, club cool. Okay, Phil, um, let's talk golf, man. All right. Golf, it's like the one sport that we have going on right now, and I will say it's a lifesaver. It's a great sport to have back for me. It's one of my favorites to watch, and we get four days in a row, all weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mm. 
you get four days in a row of golf. Beautiful. What's not to love? Don't forget NASCAR. I'm going to pass on NASCAR. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry to all the NASCAR heads out there. Um, Now, you know, we talked a little bit up front. Golf can be a polarizing sport for some. And it has a history of feeling kind of Mm fuddy-duddy in a way. You know, feeling kind of stodgy and old. And when you think about golf, I know a lot of people, you think about like, you know, your your old white dudes at the country club wearing baggy polos and pleated khakis. Now, the golfers on tour over the last five, six, seven years, they have adjusted somewhat. You know, we've got mm-hmm. guys like Ricky Fowler that have come out in the Puma joggers. And uh, Keegan Bradley is, is sponsored by Jordan Brand and is always wearing the latest golf spikes from Jordan. Uh, Brooks Kepka has worn uh, off-white Nike collaborations on the course. And, um, you know, these are all, everything that I just mentioned is kind of brought to you by your, your, your classic, uh, blue blood sports brands like Nike and Adidas and Puma and Reebok, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, but there are now some kind of upstart little golf brands that are making waves and are trying to bring this like a youthful edge to the sport. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe youthful is not the right word, but but it's it's um, they they're, they they are they are taking what they see happening in streetwear with limited product runs and like cool designs and stuff that is wearable off course, and they are marketing it to a golf audience that want that that has the desire for golf product to 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 be like that, right? And it's it's it feels like a long time coming. Honestly, and the the first brand that we're going to talk about here is the one that seems to be doing the best at this, and that I'm and and I'm a little surprised there are not more that are kind of like trying to carbon copy what Malbon is the brand I'm talking about, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They are Malbon has great social media game. They are doing limited runs of stuff. They are making. Uh, capsule collections with tie dye and uh, and Grateful Grateful Dead inspiration. Mm-hmm. They um, you know they morph their logo in various ways to 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 do Tiger Woods stuff or Cheech and Chong stuff or like various other. Li- they're just doing they're doing the thing very well where they are taking their brand and they're shifting it around to do these little you know small runs of product that reflect like their their ethos and their attitude kind of within the sport and also beyond Mm -hmm. and it seems to be working really really well and i like it because they take they haven't completely abandoned the golf vibe you know they're doing they're doing like old school looking rope hats but the design that they bring in is like very modern and very cool and I think one thing that they've captured is you can be a fan of Malbon and you can wear Malbon even if you've never picked up a nine iron in your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it, they certainly have my attention and I'm following along uh, w- with them. Are they out of California? I believe so, yeah. And they give me vibes of two other brands that have kind of like r- sort of reached over to touch this rail but but not really gone all the way. The first one, the kind of the forebearer of all this stuff is Travis Matthew. Mm-hmm. 
It was kind of the original, like, hey, we're going to be the cool golf brand. But, you know, they would do the funky T-shirts. They did printed golf polos. They had a little bit of an attitude to them. I'm saying this in past tense. I don't know why. They're still around. They still exist. They still make some pretty decent stuff. But I don't feel like they ever – it still feels like a brand made by, like – tried and true golf people well aren't they owned by callaway now well they are now but they weren't and i just like they 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 tried to they tried to be like a traditional golf brand that was also cool Mm -hmm. instead of being a cool brand that was also golf inspired i think yeah yeah it's like well to me it seems like it's like callaway's cool brand well it is now that's definitely what it is that's That's what i get from it and it's not like I'm not seeing this somewhere and being like, "Oh shit, that's golf attire." And uh, right. with with Malbon, I would, you know, that's stuff you would see, um, like on the shelf at, for instance, there's a. This is totally different, but the Loop, the running store here yeah, in uh-huh. Austin, I could see this in there. Although it's a running store, but oh. it's something. Will Bryant has also done collaboration with the Loop, I believe. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a cool vibe. Yes. That is something that you could totally. in the loop, for instance, it's a running store. I would wear a lot of that stuff. I one hundred percent agree. Yes. You know, all the time. Yeah. Same with this. Um they've just, just done a good job with it. I hope I really hope that they can make this work long term. Yeah. I mean, you go to Travis Matthews website right now, and it's like it does not feel fresh. No. That's right. That's the word we're looking for here. It's it's fresh. it's it looks like I'm on, you know, the St. Bernard's website or like the Peter Millar website. Uh-huh. And the, I'm being slapped in the face with like overly patriotic red, white, and blue collection. Yeah. That's, that fits into the box of what, of what you picture like golf being about. Mm-hmm. Malbon, it's totally different. It's, it, it, it feels, it feels new. It feels like a, like a millennial golf brand. The, it's got the all white background. It's got like a logo that that tells you all you need to know. It like kind of looks like the Ben Hogan logo, but it's also really clean and simple. And on one of their photos, a dude's doing a kickflip on the cart path. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all you need to know. Yeah, so they have they've just they've tapped in really well to this like to the young golfer. Yeah. And I think that it's going to go a long way because if you tell, you know, a, a 13-year-old that golf can look like this mm-hmm. and you show them, you know, some old ping stuff or whatever yeah. or, or Travis Matthews website or it can look like this and you show them the Malbon website, like Malbon's going to hook them. 100%. So uh, the other brand that comes to mind is Cricket. Yeah. And Cricket, I think – did old school golf really well. Mm-hmm. And they kind of took like the vintagey Caddyshack vibe and turned it into to something, um, a, you know, a little bit more modern and a little bit more unique. And it, it, it helps that we know them and that we know like what their golf tournament, the Invitational is like and how crazy they can, they can be. Um, at the same time, they have never really tried to be like too edgy with it either. And I think that that in a lot of ways, cricket is potentially probably beholden to their wholesale program, mm-hmm. which happens to a lot of brands. That's how you scale. That's how you build revenue. 
and suddenly you're working on stuff that you think your your retailers will like rather than what you will like mm -hmm. and i i i feel that in some of their stuff now i feel like i can i can picture them designing to market to the mom and pop shop in florida mm -hmm. as opposed to like making exactly what they want to wear w when they hit lions municipal yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah, and they've they do a good job of the capsules t as well because mm -hmm. they have done a tie dye uh, polo. Yeah, and they have done some Grateful Dead inspired, you know, embroidery on a lot of their player shirts. Um, but yeah, they could they could take it. If, I mean, but you got to do what you got to do to have a viable business. But they could, yeah, absolutely take, yeah. um their vibe and and kind of expand on it more i think but then you're, you're you're taking a bit of a risk but i guess um you know they they uh they do a good job for sure with their whole vibe of the 19th hole and don't take this golf thing so seriously which mm -hmm. i love anybody that is taking that angle um i'm into anybody that that can kind of soften the the edge around yeah. golf and and it's kind of standoffishness um, I, I always, yeah, and I like if you go to the hat section of cricket, yeah. you can feel that's where you feel right. what they're what they want to be doing, mm -hmm. and then it, it, and it just it hasn't quite like trickled down into the clothing yet, but maybe it could. Um, but they're they're another like I'm still recommending them for for you know to kind of like create a more unique golf look for yourself and something yeah. that's like a little bit more fun a little more individual a little bit more updated um yeah what else what, what else do you have here obviously we talked about the jordan shoes um that i i if i ever like get a little bit more seriously back into golf definitely something that i want to pick up is a pair of with some pair of jordan golf shoes um you got brands like asher and g4 that have been specializing in like really unique and cool gloves mm-hmm but um, yeah, uh, man. another brand that I actually had conversations with back in the Grand X days to work with is Vice Golf. Vice Golf. Yeah, and they've tried, um, they've tried to take that same angle as Malbon, mm -hmm. but they're first. They're known for like their balls. You can get personalized golf balls. You can put you know any photo you want on you know a sleeve of balls, and it's relatively cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, but they have dipped their toe into the apparel and accessories like bags and uh, and hats and gloves. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. You know, it is a younger vibe, which I'm, I'm into. Yeah. But not. it's just not on the same level as Malbon. Um, and, you know, it's a struggle to come up with brands because there aren't that many <laughs> to think of. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I know. That's, There's some yeah. that are really bad, though. Yes, there's some that are really bad that have that that take it and just kind of just make it a joke, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know I'm not wearing a romper, right, out to the golf course, right. yeah, because it's a branded you know funny golf. Yes, thing. and that's totally right. In the past, that's one of the ways that some of these brands have attempted to 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 do this is by making it like funny, yeah, by making it kitschy and and a novelty. I'm not doing that. Instead of just making dope golf gear right that looks cool and modern and more age appropriate for the people that are the out there playing yeah, the off game the course yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah and you can wear it off the course it's yeah. not something that 
um, you know, Travis Matthew and Eve, but more so, um, who is it that you just mentioned? They make incredibly G four Asher. No, the old man brand. <laughs> uh, I don't even know now. Ping. No, fuck it. I'll think of it later. Hogan. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me my Hogan shirt. Cutter and Buck. Oh fuck, Cutter and Buck. <laughs> They have a license. Those guys were some of the nicest dudes ever. They're salespeople. Yeah. Uh, I, anyway. They've licensed every every fucking college and yeah. sports team ever. I know we've got some golfers out there, so definitely hit us up with some. Uh, I want to know more brands that are like Malbon. I want to see what else people are, are doing out there to kind of like live in uh, live in the sport up and 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 kind of mix up what is available to uh, to wear on and off course. Um, that is going to wrap it up for us today. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Raycon, buyraycon.com slash clubcool for your wireless headphone needs. And, uh, of course, Lumen uh, for all the best skincare. Really, really, really nice stuff. Um, uh, my skin feels great, and, and you're going to love the product. Uh, check us out. Support the podcast directly, patreon.com slash clubcool, where we put out at least one editorial a month, and uh, we've got some other ideas cooking up for you there, too. Phil, I think we might be on video next week. That's cool. So uh, so another another thing to, to look forward to. You can follow me at Barrett Dudley, Twitter, Instagram, at Peebatag. If you want to follow Phil on uh, Instagram. Peter Millar. Peter Millar, yeah. Peter Peter Millar. Millar. And uh, that'll, that'll do it for us today, man. We're wrapped up. All right, cool. Can't wait to see your new do. See you next week, yeah. Off to uh, – I'm, I'm late, so hopefully they don't cancel on me. All righty. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Welcome to the club.